Hi, and welcome back to the podcast, or welcome to the podcast if you're a first-time listener. My name is Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher, and I currently work at a behavioral clinic working towards becoming a board-certified behavior analyst. I live in Northern Virginia with my husband and my rescue dog, Buster. And in my episode last week, episode 65, you heard me talking all about my BCBA journey. I wanted to follow this week up with a Week in the Lifestyle podcast. I shared updates in my stories every day on Instagram, but I wanted one central place to house all of the information for anybody who wants to check this out later on. I'll walk you through exactly what I did every day towards supervision so you can get a better idea of how I am accruing all of my hours. If that sounds interesting to you, let's dive right on in. Before I keep going, I do want to explain a couple of things. First, I'm receiving on-the-job supervision. What that means is my actual paid job is to provide direct therapy to clients. When you hear me refer to restricted hours, that references the fact that I am restricted on how many of my hours with clients I can count. You have to log 1,500 hours of field work before you can sit for the exam. You cannot log more than 50% of those hours with clients. There is a restriction on how many hours That's why they're called restricted hours. And this is to ensure that you're learning all of the other aspects of the job. Basically, I could very easily get 1,500 hours with kids in one year. That's my actual job. But if I were only working with kids, I would never get to practice giving an assessment, graphing data, leading trainings, or any of the other parts of the job. The board wants to make sure that you have a well-rounded experience before you test, which is why they put that restriction in place. If you're in a research setting or you're a full-time student, you might find that you have more like 80% of your hours be unrestricted or hours working on graphing and assessments and only 20% of your hours are direct to therapy. That is totally allowed. It's just important that you do not go over 50% of those direct hours with clients. And that's why we work very closely with the BCBA as our supervisor. Your BCBA will help you determine which hours are eligible and how to log them. They'll also be the person who signs off in the end, so as long as you're on the same page with them, you'll be fine. So now that I laid that groundwork, I'm going to tell you what I did each day as well as what I was working on that was I was able to count as an unrestricted hour, and I'm hoping that this will give you a clear picture of the pace. The board allows you to log a maximum of 130 hours each month. For me, that means a maximum of 65 hours directly with clients. The other 65 hours at least has to be done unrestricted activities. So I could do 100 hours of unrestricted and 30 hours with clients, but I could not do 100 hours with clients and 30 hours unrestricted. I can't go over 65 hours with clients on my log. When I break that down, I'm roughly trying to get 18 hours of direct therapy with clients as well as 18 hours of the indirect work each week. If I were actually to get 18 hours in both categories, I'd end with 144 hours in a month, which is more hours that I can log, but that's where I want to be because it gives me a nice buffer. So for the rest of this podcast, I'll tell you the day, what I did, and we'll see how my progress tracks. So on Monday, I worked three and a half hours directly with a client during therapy. And so that was my first three and a half hours of restricted work for the week. I spent another four and a half hours working on unrestricted activities. 
So on Monday, I created differentiated materials that we use in a social skills group on Wednesday. I trained two different staff members on a client's programs. I also observed a session led by a BCBA and took data for her. I was able to count all of that as unrestricted, which is how I got to four and a half hours of unrestricted at the end of that day. On Tuesday, it was a busier day for me. I ended up logging seven hours of restricted work. That put me at 10 and a half restricted hours for the week. I technically worked eight hours on Tuesday, but for one of those hours, I had a therapist push into my session and I was able to train her on programs while I was running them. Because there was a training component built in, I was able to count that as an unrestricted hour. So that put my unrestricted total on Tuesday at five and a half hours. Wednesday was a little bit unusual for me. Typically, I have the entire day dedicated to unrestricted hours, so I'm not typically scheduled with clients, but instead, I spend the whole day doing the paperwork side of things. This week, however, we had a therapist out, so I picked up a shift from 9 to 12. I got up early, and I did two hours of unrestricted work from 6 to 8 a.m. that morning. I was working on making boom cards for my virtual therapy client, as well as prepping errorless adaptive books for a client I have in person. I worked three hours with a client and logged that for restricted hours, and then the rest of the day was unrestricted again. From 12 to 2, I did some staff training, and I got ready for our social skills group. I hung a scavenger hunt around the center that we were going to do during group, and I prepped a craft. And then I stayed in the group from 2 to 4. This is a great opportunity because I spend two hours with my BCBAs. I'm able to learn a lot about how they work with students and get amazing hands-on experience. So I ended Wednesday with 13 hours of restricted and 12 and a half hours of unrestricted, which put me right on track. I was proud of myself on Thursday morning because I got up and worked 30 minutes before I headed to the center. I continued to work on materials for my virtual client so I could count that as unrestricted. I worked 8 to 2.30 with clients, but I was able to count 30 minutes of that as unrestricted because I was collecting baseline data for a new protocol. If you don't know what I mean by a protocol, it's a way to teach a variety of skills. It's a great way to make sure the entire staff is working on the same skill the same way. I've worked on protocols that work on teaching a child how to wait, how to brush their teeth, how to use a communication device, all of that type of stuff. For confidentiality, I'm not going to share what this protocol I'm working on is about, but this is the first one at the center that I'm doing from start to finish on my own. That means I need to go in and get baseline data so I know how to write the protocol. I also attended a virtual parent training session after my hours were over, which I was able to count as unrestricted. So I ended Thursday with 19 restricted hours and 14 and a half unrestricted hours. I only needed 18 restricted hours in the week, so it just means I no longer log my direct therapy hours for the week. I will only log the unrestricted work that I do. On Friday, I was scheduled to work 9 to 2, and so typically I'd spend the afternoon doing unrestricted supervision. But again, it's a weird week, so I got a shift added to my day from 2 to 4. It's not a big deal. It just means I have to work a little bit harder to get the rest of that unrestricted supervision in. So on Friday morning, I decided to get up and work for an hour. Like I said, on Thursday, I was doing baseline data for a new protocol. Protocols should be written with research in mind, so I spent Friday morning researching case studies to help me guide my protocol, and then I worked the schedule of 9 to 4. 
As a reminder, I didn't log any of that direct therapy hours because I'd already reached my maximum for the week. But I did collect baseline data again during one of my sessions, so I was able to log 45 minutes as unrestricted. When I got off work, I went straight home and popped into a virtual therapy session for 45 minutes as well. So on Friday, I ended the day with 17 unrestricted supervision hours. If I'd not had that shift from two to four, I would have met my goal for the week, but again, it's not a big deal. I got to make a little bit of extra money on Friday, and I just have to work an hour on Saturday to get the rest in. I already have therapy planned, so I'll get there in the morning. On Saturday, I was able to get two more unrestricted hours. I spent one hour working on boom materials for therapy, and then the second hour was again observing and collecting data during virtual therapy. This officially tipped me over, which was perfect. I am completely fine to be getting extra hours right now. Once I get to 65 unrestricted hours in the month, I'll simply stop logging, but I'd much rather be ahead of pace on January 16th than running behind on January 26th. So I am in a great spot right now. Sunday was my last day of the week and I did get 30 more minutes of unrestricted hours in. I create matching boom decks centered around preferred topics for my client. On Saturday, he asked me to make him a Mickey Mouse themed deck. So it just took me 30 minutes to get it ready for next week. And I was able to log it as my last little bit of unrestricted time. And when I sat down and calculated my hours, I was doing really well for January. As of January 17th, I had logged 87 out of 130 hours. So I'm halfway through the month and I'm more than halfway through my hours. I have 15 and a half more restricted hours to log and I'll have that logged by January 20th. I'll still work at the center the last 10 days of the month. I just won't log any more hours with clients again until February 1st. I also still have 28 unrestricted hours to earn, but that's pretty manageable. In fact, breaking it down across two weeks, I just need to get 14 hours in each week. So this upcoming week, Monday to Sunday, I'm going to shoot for 14 hours. This previous week, I got 19 hours, even with that extra time added to my schedule. So I feel really confident I'll meet that goal. I hope this podcast gave you a better idea of how I'm earning my supervision. I'll pretty much be repeating this process every week until May. And then hopefully I'll have everything done and I'll be able to start testing this summer. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out and wish me luck as I finish out this process. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.